Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Well, when I heard last night the news about this uh, leak of Justice Alito's first draft, uh, one of the first people I talked to was Dr. Monica Miller. (laughs) Uh, Monica's Director of Citizens for Pro-Life Society, a frequent guest on the program here, author of Abandoned, the Untold Story of the Abortion Wars, which is an outstanding memoir. Well, um, so give me... Give me your impressions. We we came at this we come at this a little bit differently. Well, I I am a, I am I'm shocked and somewhat flabbergasted that this got leaked. Number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're agreed on that. And I think that the leak is to the advantage of those who want to uh, continue to see abortion uh, legalized uh, because it fires up their base. Mm-hmm. Um. And they see that there, there's this huge threat. It's not, it's not uh, a conjecture really right. anymore. Right. It's a real threat. Yeah. And they are hysterical over it. So this has fired up the opposition to the sanctity of life. So that's a problem for us. Yes. And it is something that we have to take very, very seriously as we move forward. Uh, we, ca- we can't rest one moment. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's that. Uh, though when I first heard about this, it was through an email I had received from a friend uh, last night. I don't remember exactly what time it was, 9 o'clock or whatever. Uh, my first reaction was to, was to cry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because I, I clicked on the Politico uh, link to their article and started reading the uh, quotations that they had lifted out of this 98-page uh, draft opinion from Samuel Alito. And to read, to read uh, language like um, the, uh, that, this, that, that Roe v. Wade was uh, egregiously wrongly decided, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we're talking about completely, you know, uh, unequivocal, unequivocal language where Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Yeah. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. Yes, it has. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. And then it, it um, I mean, the, the language was so was just so strong, I, I almost couldn't believe what I was reading. It, yeah. It's like a dream. Did I have a dream? And, and uh, am I going to have to wake up and it's going to be uh, business, right business as uh, usual? Um, I've, I've gotten up to page, I think, page 16 um, so far in, uh, in the uh, written opinion, this draft, and um, it's a, it is a primer on what the court did wrong 48 yeah. years ago. And I th- that's important. I mean, it, it's, the most important thing, of course, is that we've had 60 million deaths as a result of this f- fundamental constitutional error. Uh, yeah, I, and I would like to address that. Why, why don't you I, go ahead? Because you pointed that out last night as we were, as we I, were I, talking. When all, is, when all is said and done... It's not like the Supreme Court can say, oh, oops, sorry, we goofed. Yeah. Okay, um, 
and let's just uh, let's just reverse reverse course after 48 years of slaughter. Mm-hmm. We're talking 63 approximately 63 you can't even imagine 63 what is 63 million what is that you know you can't the 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 imaginations uh, falters yeah. uh, to imagine th- th- that many people were put to death on many of them in methods of complete torture treated like trash and we are guilty mm-hmm. of Sending a whole people group to their deaths, a whole people group um, for forty-eight years have been completely unprotected. Yeah. <laughs> so far as as we are, you know, the right to life, and this is this is staggering. And we have to. Our nation needs to get down on its knees and and beg God for forgiveness for for this legalized slaughter from a decision that was egregiously wrong from the start. Yeah. Again, this is why it's important to go back and say, how, how did this happen? Um, it, it's, uh, and that, that's why this, this uh, Alito uh, decision, um, uh, opinion, written, written opinion, is, is just so valuable. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I've, I've, got, a, I've got another um, 70 pages to go. Well, you know, Harry Blackman, you, you probably are well aware of this. Harry Blackman really um, was quite frightened that Roe would be overturned. This was his, this was his mm-hmm. handiwork. Mm-hmm. This was his major contribution to his career uh, as a jurist. And uh, it, it's, his memoirs are, show that he's preoccupied with this problem. And, um, of course, he's been dead many years now. But uh, I think he was very. I think he was insecure about it. I think he knew uh, that we're on shaky ground. Yeah, because yeah. the legal community they liked the result for the most part, but they thought the reasoning was pretty weak. And John uh, John Hart Ely, E L Y, yeah. the great Harvard um, yep. law professor, uh, and he's even in s- several footnotes um, uh, in uh, Alito's uh, written draft. However, um, yes. <laughs> Uh, Harry Blackman, uh, the 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 author, shall we say, who penned you know the Roe versus Wade written opinion, but the real engineer behind Roe v. Wade is the Catholic Justice William Brennan. Yeah, he he, he was the 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 uh, mind, the legal mind behind the argument regarding um, a right to privacy. That went all the way back to, of course, Griswold yeah. versus Connecticut, and and the issue having to do with contraception. Mm-hmm. He was he was behind that um, Supreme Court decision, and he used it. You, you can draw a direct line from his arguments regarding the right to privacy there, and how that influenced the court's decision regarding abortion in 1973. Yeah. yeah, you know what what. What I'm surprised by is that these obviously intelligent men didn't seem didn't seem to think that the right to privacy was so elastic that it could be stretched to justify most any behavior, even behaviors which are self-destructive. Yes, you know? right, exactly. And I, I just, you just wonder if they were if they were so proper people that they never imagined that human nature could do such evil things. You know, I, I just don't know how they ever lived with it and 
uh, we now, of course, uh, are trying to undo, and we well, can't really and, undo well, what happened. And here's the other thing. The, the um, basis upon which Roe v. Wade has been uh, reaffirmed in uh, subsequent Supreme Court cases, uh, notably Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1992 mm-hmm. and so on, uh, had to do with this um, l- legal uh, uh, foundation for stare uh, decisis. Okay, we, 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 we're bound by precedents that come before us. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Alito uh, just d- d- destroys that in, in, this, in, in his written draft because he says, yeah, okay, stare decisis, but the, but the stare decisis has to be based on something solid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. And, and if it's not, then it's really not uh, something that you, that you can rely on uh, to, uh, con- to continue to support Roe Ro versus Wade. And then there's, in my opinion, this is like the, the almost laughable um, – where uh, and it might have been it might have been Roberts. I don't want to necessarily put these words into his mouth, but there has been the argument that if we reverse on Roe v. Wade, um, there is this opinion that the that the credibility and respect for the court would be lost. Mm. And he and he mentions that on page number three uh, that doing so would undermine respect for this court and the rule of law and i I've, I've written in in the margins my annotated copy <laughs> what does it say there it says <laughs> who cares yeah, right well, <laughs> if it's unjust it's unjust it's no you, law at all yeah, right it's okay yeah, yeah. So you lost you lost your credibility when you when you sh- sanctioned the slaughter of a, an entire people group based on um this a so-called right to privacy which doesn't even exist Per se, in the in the Constitution under the Fourteenth Amendment, and again, I I really would like to urge people to, um, it, you know, it takes it takes some um, dedication to slog through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a Supreme but it's Court. Good, it's but, good to have that kind of experience with a primary document like this, because yes. then you really know what was said. Yes, this is a very very helpful, very illuminating mm-hmm. uh, a document, and I really encourage people to. In so, if you fo- go to the Politico. Uh, article that came out last night. They actually it, have a link to yeah. it. You can download it, and then you can print it yeah, out. Yeah, it's easy. It's yeah. easy to get your hands on. In, in footnote forty-seven, he goes. It's a very long footnote. He goes over to at least twenty instances in which the Supreme Court has oh. reversed itself. Uh, the, the one, I assume he mentions Plessy versus yeah, Ferguson. And that, that's okay. the easiest mm-hmm. one to understand because yeah. it deals with. Uh, a class of person, and that's why I like relying on it in my conversation here. But there's also Lochner versus New York mm-hmm. in 1905, yep. which was overturned in 1937 by West Coast Hotel in, in uh, V. Parish, which has to do with you know the the uh, rights of states to establish minimum wage laws, or mm-hmm. things of that sort. Yep. Uh, and you've got other cases, the the, the famous Miranda case. Uh, well, we might go all the way yeah. back to whatever the date was, 1853. Might have the date right there with Dred Scott. Dred Scott, yes, yes. <laughs> right, so. Yeah, and, and you know, and it, what was interesting is that in the Dred Scott case, uh, Abraham Lincoln argued against Dred Scott, uh, and his appeal was fundamentally to the Declaration of Independence. Oh, how interesting! Which, which he said, look, this is really the the foundation for our life together. This is this is prior to the Constitution. It's prior to the Supreme Court. So I, I always thought. 
you know, we shouldn't be uh, ashamed of appealing to a right to life, which is contained there exactly. in the Declaration. Exactly. Uh, we've got just about a minute here, Monica. What's coming up, though? People yes, a very important. Uh, the yeah. Reproductive Freedom for All um, uh, uh, people, okay, here in Michigan, they're going to be holding a rally on Mar- May 14th. Let me get the date right. May 14th, that's a Saturday, 2 o'clock p.m., on the Diag, that's that's the central gathering space. Is it one thirty or two? We're going to gather at one thirty. Okay. And it's on the Diag at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, May fourteenth. Okay, we'll get this on the website too. That'd be great. Okay, and again, um, that's going to be Saturday, May fourteenth. Yeah, we're going to gather at one thirty. One thirty to three on the Diag at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Thanks yep. again. Thank you. I'm Al Cresto. We'll be right back.